Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. So, right up here. All right. I have the privilege now to introduce my amazing husband, who I sabbated with for two months. The new verb, new verb. So, Pastor Brett Locker. Hello, hello, it is on. Awesome, awesome. I know it's our, our, my third week back, but first, first time preaching, but it feels really, really good. Um, a couple weeks ago, my first week back, I, I thought I was going to preach, and I just wasn't quite ready yet, because we realized something we had never thought about before, which is we really couldn't sabbat if I was getting ready to come back. So we just waited till we got back and then we started getting ourselves, our feet back in the water. But when Lonnie was here two weeks ago and preached, he was talking about um, the freedom of the Holy Spirit to move. Um, That's always been a core value of blazing fire that we have rolled out the red carpet to the Holy Spirit. And, um, uh, And what that means is that sometimes unusual things start happening. That, that actually, like I tell people, we're not trying to be unusual. That's not the goal. But the goal is, is that the, the more we allow Holy Spirit to be himself, the more people are touched and transformed. That's the goal, is, is uh, to be more and more like Christ from glory to glory. So um, for those of you, you know, where that is, it is a different thing to watch people kind of roll around a little bit. Um, first of all, be careful what you say you'll never do. A lot of the people that are rolling around said they would never do that. Um, but also, uh, I just, I'm just telling you this because it's not really our concern whether people fall or they don't fall. That What we want is people to fall in love with the Lord deeper and deeper. And um, the, more he, the more we allow him to touch us, the more we, we take our guard down, because a lot of us have guards up. We all do it to different levels. If we've been hurt a lot in life, sometimes they're really high. And it takes a while to get those down. But once they start coming down and we let God in and touch our hearts, really good things happen. And we see people change really fast with this intense love of the Father. So I'm just explaining it a little bit to you in case that was new. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have some of the team, of that team we just prayed for, back up here later to pray. I don't entirely know because... Um, Sometimes we wait until we see what's going to happen later, and um, so we'll see. I am going to talk a little bit about our our sabbatical, um, some of what happened during those two months. Hi, brother. Hi, sister. You're all my brothers and sisters, but that's my actual brother and my sister-in-law, who is my sister. So glad you guys made it. Um, this is not forwarding for me yet. Should I, uh, you know what, let me see if the power's on. Oh, okay. There we go. So I'm going to show you some pictures. I'm, I took some pictures along the way. 
And uh, this first one is pretty significant because that was taken just a couple of days after we started our sabbatical. Why is that significant? Well, that wall that you can kind of see just behind the purple flower, that's a big old store. This is in the month of December when people are just going bonkers in stores. Not that any of you were at Christmas time. But this was just outside of the store, and I'm sure that that, uh, if we had not been in a place of finally saying, okay, we're going to slow down and stop and smell the roses, or what are these? Princess flowers. flowers. Wow, nice. Uh, So we stopped, and we started taking pictures and, and just enjoyed something that we may not have. And and what a, I mean, purple's my favorite color, no surprise, but man, it's beautiful. God sure does good work, doesn't he? Um, this says reconnecting. Uh, can, do you have a clicker for me? Could you set that up for me? Because I have a whole lot of pictures tonight. So could you go to the next one? Cool. So here was another one just walking along um, near a Starbucks. And, and I, you know, I would have said, oh, cool, and moved along. I got a meetings to go to appointments, but I had no meetings to go to. I had no appointments. So I just stopped and started looking at it and going, wow, this is, this is beautiful. Next one. I'm just saying. <laughs> now that's beautiful. There's so um, so because it was Christmas time, we went out, checked out a bunch of lights, um, just had fun doing that. This was at Deacon Dave's in Livermore. If you've never been there, it's very impressive. We've talked about we've gone before, and we talked about going the last several years. Just didn't quite get around to it this year. No excuses not to. Let's just go do it. So we did. Next one. Oh. Okay, now this, every year I set up a Christmas town. And I did this year as well. There should be uh, music to this as well, if you could set that up. Thank you. Um, so this year I did that as well. And, uh, you know, I, we could have, we actually weren't home for Christmas. I'll explain in a minute. We were at my mom's in Idaho for Christmas. But I set it up anyway because I love to do that. Because even if it brought me joy and nobody else, it was totally worth it. But a lot of people came in and were just completely blessed by it. The last couple of years, we've gone on Craigslist and found like outrageous deals. People, I guess, get bored after having had it for however, however long. And then they start getting rid of it, almost like, here, come get it. So it just kind of goes on and on. Um, yeah, you still haven't seen any two of the same part of the town yet. I just like doing this kind of thing. Um, and when I start thinking about being made in the image of my creator, do you know he goes to great extents to wow you? Did you know that? And you, and you know there's no end to it? Like he just, he wants to keep wowing you. So he says, oh, you, he says, oh, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. But we have to have eyes to see it. We're almost done. There was some cool Christmas music that went with it just to put you all in the spirit. But I do, I do have other slides coming up that we'll definitely need the music, the sound for. And if you could go to the next slide. Thank you. 
we thoroughly enjoyed um, spending time with our boys. Um, that's Derek in, on the top there, um, who's a sophomore at Cal Poly, and Aaron, who's a junior in, in high school. Thank you. And um, here's another picture of them, other way around. Uh, this was also in December. We were just hanging out at a place in uh, Redwood City um, where they have um, a live nativity scene. Any of you go there? A few of you did. Wasn't that awesome? Um, this is just the last part of it. Those are actual people. Those aren't like little, you know, I don't know, not, not little people. They're real people. And uh, it, was, it was very impressive. So we had talked about doing that for years, but never got around to it till this year. Cool, thank you. Oh, okay, I have to explain this one. Olga just talked about family. Uh, family is, is super important to the Lord. Um, it, it's his idea. Did you know that? I mean, not only the family, the church family, but even our our own individual, our, you know, biological families. It's totally God's idea from start to finish. He loves it when we enjoy each other. So I wanted to show you, this is, this is a, just a wild couple seconds. We were at uh, Suzanne's, that's Suzanne's brother there. Oops, did we lose it again? Oh. If it's easier, you could have this back, and I'll just take the clicker. But we do need sound for this one. Do you have that yet or not? No? We'll have to... Well, I haven't played it yet, but are you ready with sound? Oh no, it's okay. I'm just I'm not I'm not upset. I just want to know if I should move on or should I try it? No. So what this is, I'll just, I'll just set it up, and if it doesn't happen, I'll just tell you about it. I'm, I can describe things. But um, this is at, Rodney is Suzanne's uh, brother. She's the oldest of three. And uh, that's, that's his house. Whoa. Okay, cool. is up there it's up there but not on my screen which is cool that works um so anyway this is at her brother's house we we uh were bringing uh star wars trivial pursuit uh let me tell you i was out of my league been a lot of years since i've watched those movies but this was just one question and um the the question right there is who's the one unaltered clone how's how how Star what well, did I say Star Trek or Star Wars? It's Star Wars. So how Star Warsian are you? I don't know. You okay? Well, anyway, let's see if this works this time. 
One point in that game. <laughs> Those guys know how to have, have some fun. You probably heard my laugh in there because I'm taking this thing. I don't even care what the answer is. I'm just going, this is hilarious. <laughs> but you know what? It also takes some intentionality to have family. Um, we, we all agreed to show up there for starters. We, all, um, we brought that game thinking maybe it'd be fun. I don't think we had played it ever, or if not in a long, long time. And, uh, you know, we suggested it later in the night. So there is intentionality about having fun, but, but mostly, uh, I'm just trying to tell you right now, the Lord loves it as we enjoy our family. Here's my family uh, a week or so later. This was at Christmas. Um, so that's my mom on the left and all the, the kids and grandkids. Um, I recognize that guy in the beard and the woman right in front of her. So, so we were there for my mom's 80th birthday. And um, many of you know she, had, uh, she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, which we declared totally illegal about a year and a half, two years ago, something like that. She is still doing great. Um, most, most days is pain-free. Um, so just doing awesome. Um, once again, I'm going to tell you though, so this was at her birthday party actually, when she, when we had the night we had her party, but again, talking about intentionality, she told us years ago, um, several years ago, two, three years ago, when I turn 80, I want you all coming to my house in Idaho and celebrate my birthday. So, um, you know, sometimes it really does take that intentionality to get together. You just might, I'm just thought of this right now, but but you being in the kingdom, you may be the, the instigator in a good way of your family getting together. You may be the one that just says, hey, we haven't gotten done this for a while. Let's do that. Um, God may use you that way just to pull your family back together if this is not something you're used to doing. So you're, there's me and my mama and someone else and his mama. Oh, Dirk and my mama. And... Uh, so that night, what we did is uh, uh, we, we were able to um, celebrate her life while she was still living, which is awesome. I, uh, my mom asked me to put together a slideshow, a slide, yeah, a slide presentation of her life. Originally, the idea was it was just going to be put in the background and kind of filter you know, through um, every, you know, just while people are eating or whatever. But what happened is, and here's some of the slides. I, I never saw some of these pictures ever before doing this. It was such a thrill to see pictures of my mom as a little girl. Here's another one as a little bit older. Um, and then, um, I, see, I love this kind of thing. I mean, the fact I'm even using PowerPoint right now, I do it because I love it, not because I have to. And so when my mom gave me this um, uh, task, if you will, of putting this together, I said, sure. Well, I happened to also be on sabbatical, so I had a little bit of time on my hands, which which was wonderful. 
What I ended up doing was spending probably 100 hours on it for a 20-minute show. And you know what? It was worth every second of that time. One of the things that I did is I went to our home movies. Here's, hey, that's me and my brother Dirk. (laughs) Did you ever wonder what Dirk looks like without a beard? (laughs) He's the one on the left because he's older than me. Dirk, they finally know. Now there's proof you are older. (laughs) So many people in this church who don't know who's older because he won't tell them. (laughs) But what I did is I found our old... I, I I was doing these slides and I thought it would be so fun to incorporate some of our home movies, but how do you do that? You know, because all we had... Originally, of course, they were in Super 8 or whatever was before that. And then they got put on a video probably 15, 20 years ago, which no one was watching anymore because no one has anything that plays a video anymore. And they're gathering dust, and pretty soon they're going to be ruined just by the air. So I actually took it to Costco, free advertising for Costco right now. And uh, pretty cheap, they put it onto a DVD for me. And, and, all, and then with the programs with the Apple, I was able to take any segments of that that I wanted to, five seconds, 30 seconds, didn't matter. And I could take, grab any uh, snapshot, make it a, you know, a, a still of anything on the home movies. I had so much fun because all of a sudden I had tons of pictures that no one had ever seen before in our lives, but we all had warm, fuzzy memories over because you all know your own home movies. It was the coolest thing ever. So in my opinion. So I got excited about it, and I spent a lot of time working on it. Here's one, here was one of the home movies. Uh, that's me and my mama. <laughs> that's in Pacifica. I promise it's really short. I'm not going to make you watch all of our home movies. Um, so that's me and my mama. And, and uh, when I showed the, the presentation... Um, there was, there was probably, I don't know, 60 or so people there, and there were not very many dry eyes in the house, you know, at the end of it. I, I chose music. I spent hours looking for the right music, and it was so rewarding. It was so much fun because I used, I got to use the passions that I have, the skills that I have. I got to do it for someone that I really, really love, um, and, and sometimes I think we can feel guilt over well that doesn't that didn't seem very spiritual you know to spend all those hours was that a good use of time it's amazing what we do to ourselves rather than just simply enjoying being um enjoying being who we are um like for some of you to spend 100 hours in this after a couple hours you would have been pulling your hair out and going get me out of this room you know i i just loved it so it's not everybody doesn't have to be like each other, but to enjoy who you are and do what you do and celebrate that and do it unto the Lord. You know what it says in Colossians? Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as unto the Lord, not for, not for men. Um, so wouldn't that be just an amazing way to live is not to... Many people, and, and I can fall out of this trap sometimes, but many people feel guilty almost whatever they're doing because they should be doing something else. Rather than celebrating every moment, God wants us moment by moment to enjoy him and moment by moment to celebrate in whatever we're doing with him. Wouldn't that be an amazing way to live all the time? Let's see what's next. Oh, so here was at the end of the party. This is all the, the whole family blowing my mom a kiss. Oh, there is a great grand in there too. Oh, all right. 
a lot of what we did on our sabbatical was we got to watch Aaron play volleyball. He's in club volleyball, and he's he's gotten just crazy good in the last couple of years, in my very unbiased opinion. Um, I'm a very proud papa. But a lot of you, you know, he is so quiet and unassuming here. Most of you, a lot of you don't even know who our son is. He happens to be actually with his brother this weekend in Cal Poly. Thank you, Jesus. They love to be with each other and hang out together. Um, but here's here's one point. Like, we probably watched thousands of points played in, in, uh, during December and January. Here's one point. This is my son serving. That's Aaron. That's it. That's one point. They're good. They're really good. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, and so when we were down in our hotel for his end of the year uh, volleyball tournament, this was this was in um, Anaheim. This this was our an indoor arboretum outside of our our door. Um, that's all. Those are all real plants. It was gorgeous. So we just got to enjoy that. I'm just showing you a few things. We did puzzles. I don't know. Some of you like love puzzles. Some of you would be like, "What would you do that for?" But we love we love doing puzzles. So this one was a 750 piece puzzle. Took us probably about a week to do, just because we were doing it now and then. Here it is finished, I believe. Yeah. And if you notice, see, I got the computer, the i the iPod going because we would be listening to as we're doing the puzzle. We'd be listening to Graham Cook. Would be, you know, podcasts of Graham and others just pouring into us while we're doing a puzzle. Totally loving it. Here's one that we're currently still working on. This one. Two tables, 3,000-piece puzzle that we got for our wedding 25 years ago. (laughs) Never opened it, and we said, if we do not do this on our sabbatical, when would we ever? The reality is we didn't. It was pretty tough, and so it's not much further along than that. I don't know if it'll ever get done or if it just goes back in the box like that. But anyway, actually, the Lord... Um, I'll tell this in a minute, but the Lord, the Lord, when I was doing the puzzles, he gave me all kinds of amazing analogies about the body of Christ while I was doing puzzles, about using puzzles. So I'm not going to tell you all those tonight. There's too many, actually. Um, but, but the point is, is that God will, he'll talk to you about anything as long as your heart's open and you're enjoying it with him. All of a sudden, it becomes spiritual to do a puzzle because God's doing it with you. He really loves doing stuff with you, much more than you could possibly imagine. Here we are outside of a, a used bookstore because we kept saying we wanted to go to used bookstores. We just didn't have the time, so we went to a few of them. And one of the books I got was this one right here. Anyone read Ted Decker, The Circle Trilogy, which is uh, black, red, and white are the three books? So a couple of you. Oh, my, my. Um, it's Christian fiction. It's, uh, it totally tells the gospel story in a major way. And uh, it's fascinating because we're, we're kind of into sci-fi and stuff too. And so this is, a, I, won't tell the, I won't give it all away, but the, the main character, Thomas, he's, he's in this world. And every time he sleeps here, he's awake in another world, thousands of years in another place. Whenever he falls asleep there, he's back here. And he's kind of trying to save the world in both places. That's all. I was going, man, I got it easy. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to read just a, just a little portion of this. Oh, 
had no idea what time it was. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, oh, I need my glasses. They're in the, I need reading glasses. They're in my um, backpack. I think in the, in the little front section, yeah. They're actually in the, do you see them there in the black thing? Yeah, perfect. Thank you, my love. Okay, now I can actually read it to you. All right. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and go to the next slide because this book is all about um, the great romance. And uh, so I'm going to start. This is, uh, I'm not going to explain a whole lot, but the, char- the main character, again, Thomas, he's, he's in this other time zone, this other world. And um, he doesn't know a lot about God and, and about this great romance. And so they're kind of introducing him. And the name for God in this book is Elion, which is actually similar to some real names of God. The great romance is, so, he, so this other person is explaining to Thomas, the great romance is the root of our stories, stories that confront us with the eternal ideals, love, beauty, hope, the greatest gifts, the very heart of Elion. Do you understand? Um, actually, it sounds a bit abstract. Ha! The opposite, Thomas. Do you know why we love beautiful flowers? Because we love beauty. They all nodded. Tom looked at them blankly. The point is, we were created to love beauty. We love beauty because Elyon loves beauty. We love song because Elyon loves song. We love love because Elyon loves love. And we love to be loved because Elyon loves to be loved. In all these ways, we are like Elyon. In one way or another, everything we do is tied to this unfolding story of love between us and Elyon. I'm just going to fast forward a little bit. It's um, Elyon chooses us. He rescues us. He protects us and he woos us. And yes, he lavishes love on us. This is the great romance. And this is how you will win this woman's heart. I won't tell you who, in case you read it. Um, let me just stop there for a minute to say this book did something to me. While, while I was in a, a place of resting and, and uh, rejuvenating, recharging, um, if you know me, you know that um, I've always been about this this uh, romance, this intimacy with God. But but something about this book just rekindled it all in my heart and in a bigger way. And um, and and in this book, you know, there's always crises going on everywhere. Um, but it's just amazing that any time you turn the pages, it it gets flipped around again. It works out. Because Elyon, God, is, is on our side. He's working all things out for us. Why? Because he loves us. Not because he has to, not because he's bored. Um, because he loves you. The promise is he's working all things out for you. And, and this book was just bringing that up over and over and over again. Earlier, we were singing that song, um, He is Good, you know. I don't remember the song right now, but he, we were singing over and over, he is good, he's good. For you are good, dun, dun, dun. I'll shout because you are good. That's the song. 
And and um, this is, I, I promise you, I'm not uh, judging anybody in this room because I, I was in the back before I came. I just happened to be in the back right then coming up. And I'm like, you know, there's a couple people going, yeah, you're good, you're good. And most people are going, mm-hmm. and I thought, and, and myself included, that's why I said I'm not judging anybody. I'm like, if we, if we had a really good picture all the time of what was really going on in heaven all the time on our behalf, we would be jumping out of our skins, crazy happy uh, about how good he is. And um, I know that our struggle is because in the way we're seeing things, it doesn't always look that way to us. And that what, what again, this book was doing, and again, it's just, just, this is fiction, but it's, it's true in our lives. But in this book, it doesn't matter what the situation, doesn't matter how grim it looked, a couple pages later, a couple chapters later, something amazing, sometimes jaw-dropping, you went, no way. He just flipped it all around. I don't know how he did that. And you know what? That's what happens in our lives over and over and over again. So if you're in a season where you're still, where things are not looking like you think they should, all I can tell you is wait a couple pages, maybe a couple chapters, and you watch. You watch the thing that just seemed like the worst thing in the world. You watch how he flips it around. He will. He has to. It's his covenant promise to you. So be, be encouraged with that. And I want to read one more section. I actually kind of chopped that last one way down too. Cause I, partly because I don't want to sit and read to you for a long time, but partly because I'm, I really am hoping some of you will read it and I don't want to give away a lot of it. But I will say this, that um, this, is, this is now where um, Thomas actually did later on have an encounter with Elyon. This is not his, I'm going to read one of those encounters. This isn't his first encounter. He hadn't had one in a while though. And so um, they would often gather at this special place around a pool um, and the water was often where Elyon would meet them. And so, so I'm just going to read a little bit of this. Now here, if you are visual, if you're a visual person or, you know, like if you can close your eyes and go there, I encourage you to do that. If you want to keep your eyes open, you certainly can. But this is, just see how even in this, even in this short description, how God meets them with all of the senses. And sometimes when we say, some of you might have said, well, I don't hear God. You know, other people say God speaks to them. I don't hear God. Well, that's because God actually usually doesn't speak audibly in a way you hear audibly. He will, he will use things you see. He'll use puzzles. He'll use all kinds of stuff. As you tap into his heart, um, you begin to feel what he feels, uh, sights and smells and sounds and all of it. So just keep that in mind as uh, he is so not, um, what would that be? You know something or other words. <laughs> He, d- he doesn't speak in one way. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but he is so creative in how he communicates to us. All right, here we go. So just take this in. A warm mist from the waterfall. So this is Thomas now approaching the main character. A warm mist from the waterfall already floated across the group. Many of the people were already prone on the sand, their hands outstretched toward the thundering water. Thomas felt, fell to his knees, heart pounding with anticipation. I will tell you right here, so much of it is our, anticip- our anticipation in our hearts. So I want to encourage you, even when you come Saturday night, wherever it is, 
I, pr- I promise you, you, you will experience so much of the Lord if you're actually anticipating experiencing him. I, re- I, I assure you of that. It had been too long, far too long. A warm mist suddenly hit his face. His vision exploded with a red fireball and he gasped, sucking more of the mist into his lungs. El yarn. He was aware of the wetness tickling his tongue. The sweetest taste of sugar laced with a hint of cherry flooded his mouth. He swallowed. The aroma of gardenia blossoms mushroomed in his nostrils. Ever so gently, Elyon's water engulfed him, careful not to overpower his mind, but deliberately. The red fireball suddenly melted into a river of deep blue that flowed into the base of Tom's skull and wound its way down his spine, caressing each nerve. Intense pleasure shot down every nerve path to Tom's extremities. He dropped to his belly, body shaking in earnest. Elyon. The waterfalls pounding increased in intensity. The mist fell steadily on his back as he lay prostrate. His mind reeled under the power of this creator who spoke with sights and colors and smells and emotions. Then the first note fell on his ears, flew past his ears and bit into his mind. A low note, lower than the throaty roar of a million tons of fuel thundering from a rocket's base. The rumbling tone shot up an octave, rose to a forte and began etching a melody in Tom's skull. He could hear no words, only music. A single melody at first, but then joined by another melody, entirely unique yet in harmony with the first. The first caressed his ears, the second laughed. And a third melody joined the first two, screaming in pleasure. And then a fourth and a fifth, until Tom heard a hundred melodies streaming through his mind, each one unique, each one distinct. All together, not more than a single note from Elyon, a note that cried, I love you. Tom breathed in great gasps now. He stretched his arms out before him. His chest heaved on the warm sand. His skin tingled with each minute droplet of mist that touched him. Elyon, me too, me too, he wanted to say. I love you too. He wanted to yell it, to scream it with as much passion as he felt from Elyon's water now. He opened his mouth and he groaned, a dumb, stupid groan that said nothing at all. And yet it was him talking to Elyon. And then he formed the words, screaming in his mind, I love you, Elyon. He breathed softly. Immediately, a new burst of colors exploded in his mind. Gold and blue and green cascaded over his head, filling each fold of his brain with delight. He rolled to one side. A hundred melodies swelled into a thousand, like a heavy, woven cord blasting down his spine. His nostrils flared with the pungent smell of lilac and rose and jasmine, and his eyes watered with their intensity. The mist soaked his body, and each inch of his skin buzzed with pleasure. Tom shouted, I love you! He felt as though he stood in an open doorway on the edge of a vast expanse, bursting with raw emotion that fabricated in colors and sights and sounds and smells, blasting into his face like a gale. It was as though Elyon flowed like a bottomless ocean, but Tom could taste only a stray drop, as though Elyon were a symphony orchestrated by a million instruments and a single note through Thomas from his feet with its power. I love you, he cried. 
He opened his eyes. Long ribbons of color streamed through the mist above the lake. Light spilled from the waterfall, lighting the entire valley so that it looked as though it might be midday. The entire company lay prone as the mist washed over their bodies. Most shook visibly but made no sound that could be heard above the waterfall. Tom let his head drop back to the sand. And then, Elyon's words echoed through his mind. I love you. You are precious to me. You are my very own. Look at me again and smile. Tom wanted to scream, unable to contain himself. Tom let the words flow from his mouth like a flood. I will look at you always, Elyon. I worship you. I worship the air you breathe. I worship the ground you walk on. Without you, there's nothing. Without you, I'll die a thousand deaths. Don't ever let me leave you. The sound of a child giggling. Then the voice again. I love you, Thomas. Do you want to climb up the cliff? Do you want to play with me? And actually, it goes on for pages more as they now go and explore some things together. I'm learning more and more in life that it is all about the great romance. In the midst of whatever is happening, there's times when you will frolic with the Lord. There's times when you can splash around and things are, are really quite amazing. There's other times where things are not, don't feel so amazing, where, where life is not uh, you know, heading where you thought it would. There's some tough moments, and yet you see God's tenderness and his love in a way you would have never seen it any other way. In other words, in any situation in your life, he's going to show you over and over and over again how much he loves you, how committed he is to you. And I'm telling you, he has all the time in the world to show you how good he really, really is. In this book, there was, there was kind of, a few pages later, was the irony of Thomas saying, basically, you know, both worlds are about to collapse and here I am focusing on the romance. Like, how crazy is this? And yet it was the thing that made the most sense in the world to him. See, you hear a lot of things about what's coming in the future. Even things in the Word that say about what's coming in the future. And there's two ways you can approach uncertainty. One is fear, and the other is love. With fear, when fear grips you about what's coming, what you're feeling is uncertainty, you're feeling anxiety, you're, you can get depressed, you can get all kinds of things because your focus is on, oh no, oh no, oh no, I don't know what's going to happen, I'm, I'm, I'm doomed, what do I do, what do I do? We, start, we can run around like a chicken with our head cut off because we're trying to do the 10 things that everybody tells us we're supposed to do to get ready. The other thing you can do is decide ahead of time and continuously, that you're going to be part of the great romance through everything that happens. See, because the Lord has said ahead of time, I'm going to take care of you. He's also told you ahead of time, I want you to shine out like stars in the universe. In the darkness, you are going to shine so brightly. That's his plan. He's going to do it. That's really good news. So you get to focus, I, I tell people this all the time, who sometimes get, get gripped by fear because of things they're reading on the internet or wherever, and I say, you know, 
the only thing that's going to get you ready for anything is intimacy with the Lord. That is not sticking your head in the sand. That is just incredibly smart. And it's actually the, the, the most joy-filled way to live life, too. How else are we going to be a joy-filled group of people in the midst of whatever happens unless we are convinced my daddy loves me? <laughs> I'm daddy's favorite. How about you? That never changes. It never changes. And the deeper we go into that love relationship, the more solid, the more secure we are that no matter what we see, oh, well, that's, I know how, I know my papa's going to take care of this. Don't know how. Can't wait to turn the next pages because it's going to be outrageous, but it's going to be good. And in the midst of this, I, I will say this, that the, the absolute best thing that happened, I believe, in those two months that Suzanne and I were away is that we had two months to enjoy each other's company and presence. And uh, we just got to be with each other with no pressures, no deadlines, no next push for this or that. It was just, we just thoroughly enjoyed each other. And, and uh, you know, I, I know that you know that we ought to be living life like that all the time. And you know what, since we've been back, there have already been times where you know, busyness starts to push in and then we will stop for a tender moment, a hug, and we say, you know what, if we're too busy for this, we are too busy. Amen. Plain and simple. But see, that's the choice we all have. Even earlier when I talked about family and being with family, well, I, I can't, we're too busy. Oh, that's the choice we all have. Um, you know, being, being uh, you know, enjoying each other um, or or, uh, or enjoying the Lord. You know, we we... we we put this pressure on ourselves that, um, uh, well, it kind of goes something like this, you know, well, I, I, I meant to get up with the Lord today, but I, I, I stayed up too late last night and I, my alarm didn't go off and I, and I was off in a rush and, you know, next time I'm at work and it's not half the day before I even thought about the Lord. And then we start getting this guilt thing that starts coming on and, and we think, you know, that God's pretty upset and pretty hurt by it all. Sound familiar at all to anyone? So, Here's, here's the thing is that often what we do next is we say, okay, God, tomorrow I'll get up 30 minutes earlier and I won't start this craziness again. And God says, how about right now? Well, but I'm in the middle. I got to make some phone calls. I'll make them with you. See, he wants to be part of all of it. It, it, Your life, your Christian life is, is, does not revolve around, um, whether or not you had your quiet time in the morning. It, it's a great, absolutely a great thing. I love it when I spend time with the Lord first thing in the morning because I get his perspective rather than my own, you know? It's a great thing, so don't hear my heart. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm saying there's this whole guilt culture around if you don't do this and this and this, and if you didn't do all the right things in your quiet time, it didn't even really actually happen. It wasn't real. Did you write in your journal today? I mean, you know, we go on and on and on. We're missing the romance. We're missing the fun. That, that's, he wants to have fun with us. This was actually real stuff that I'm reading. I mean, you know, it was fiction, but it's just an author saying, giving his 
colorful expression of saying, this is what, this is what God wants. This is what he wants for us. I, I have it in a slide later, but I've got to say it now because this is where it fits. But intimacy with God is not a discipline. Discipline's good. We're given a spirit of self-discipline. Discipline's a good thing. That's not intimacy. I do not say to Suzanne, I do not say, well, I'm going to discipline myself. But I'm going to tell Suzanne I love her at 8 a.m. If I'm awake. If not, I'll do it the next day for sure. At 2 p.m. and then again at eight o'clock just to be just to let her know i'm going to discipline myself where where's the romance in that where does she feel special that i just think of her because you know where i'm loving her with no hooks as, as god is teaching us more and more i mean i i she'd get really embarrassed if i really kept going but i'm so i'm just so fascinated by her she's She's already embarrassed, but I, really, she's a remarkable person, daughter of a king, let alone one I'm madly in love with. But it just gets better and better because we're learning how to love without all, all the other things that you expect in return, just because. How do you learn that? Wouldn't you all, I'd love to love that way. I'd love to love everybody that way all the time. One way you get that. As Leif would say last week, you lean back. Okay. Lean back into Papa's love. Leif said it this way. There's a lot of things. He impacted us big time. I hope he impacted you. That's why we kept some of his books back there in case you didn't get seen through heaven's eyes. I'm going to show you a clip in a minute. Next weekend, the elders are on retreat. We're going we're gonna to be talking a lot about some of the things that he invested into us. Um, and uh, please be praying for us next weekend. So, but I, Because I actually heard Leif do this teaching in our school as well as here Saturday night. He explained it a little bit more there. And so he was, that's where he was talking about his... Da, 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 was back here and then the forward was dun, 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 dun. Da, 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 da. so in other words if you want to love people really love people there has to be this the great romance here the the papa you love me papa i'm yours i love you you're everything i ever wanted has to be there what leif said was that he said any any sin issue so would you agree with me that when we don't love people the way we ought to because of anger or other things, fear, that, that there's sin involved there, there's a sin issue somewhere, there's pain, there's something involved. Leif was saying that every sin issue is actually a devaluation issue. That we don't value ourselves the way God does. We don't see ourselves the way he does. If we value ourselves the way he does, we will then be able to value others and ourselves. Most importantly, ourselves. We'd stop doing crazy things that, that hurt ourselves and others if we valued ourselves the way he does. 
But there's, there's only one way to do that, and that is to be in his presence, hearing his heart. If that's new for you, if you're not, you know, if, it's, if that's not going well for you, I, I just want to encourage you, first of all, to take the pressure off yourself. Sometimes we, we have so much pressure on ourselves. We meet with God, and I've got to do it the right way, and they said they have to pray the Lord's Prayer, and they have, you know, whatever. The, the, I, just relax. Uh, chillax is what I would encourage you to do. Chillax in God's presence. Remember he said in the Psalms, David said about the Lord, be still and know that I am God. I stop right now to kind of make a point. We don't really know what to do with silence, do we? Not very much. But just to be. And if it helps, it helps me sometimes to just say what I said before, that I have to repeat what he thinks of me. Daddy, you love me. Papa, you adore me. <laughs> See, it always makes me happy. <laughs> Papa, you adore me. You, you think I'm amazing. And I want to tell you something. That, that's not prideful. In the least bit. The enemy's got this false pride thing going on us so that we won't think highly of ourselves. You must think highly of yourself. You say, well, what about the verse, not more highly than you ought? Well, please t- <laughs> take everything in context, but, but please understand for 99.9% of the Christians, the problem is not that you think too highly of yourself, it's that you're not thinking highly enough of yourself. Pride says I'm great because I'm great because it has nothing to do with God. That's pride. But when you know that you were made in the image of the great romancer, that makes you a lover by nature. You're made in the image of the great romancer. He romances us. He wants to be romanced back. He does. If Suzanne hadn't at one point finally started to romance me back, we would not be married to this day. (laughs) Isn't that right, honey? (laughs) See, I'm, I'm reaching out. I'm saying, this is the one I want. But she did have to give me some clues along the way. She wanted me back. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. God's the same way. He, we're made in his image. He, he romances constantly. Now, he's not going to leave you if you, don't, if you don't respond right away. He won't leave you. But, but let me tell you, when you start responding back, oh my, that does something to him. Amen. Song of Solomon says, one glance from him, oh, just, just does something to him, turns his heart inside out. One glance. It's like, you, you looked at me. So I wanted to see if this is even still on. Wait, don't do anything yet, because sometimes my computer turns off. There we go. It should be okay. Let's see if it's waking up. I heard that. Go ahead and try it. I, it's not responding to me. Yeah, next slide. 
So I just want, this is the very last week on our sabbatical, Suzanne and I went to Carmel. And um, can you just do the next one, Matt? These are just, I, I mean, this looks like I bought these at a store. I took these, which I'd love to say I'm that great of a photographer, but it was just on my iPhone. It's just that God is that gorgeous. He, his work is that astounding. Uh, next one. Oh, so here we are. We went out to the water and we had to take one picture to prove we were there together. So next slide. There's, there's my beautiful bride. Um, that was, oh, go back one if you can. No, never mind. Okay. There we go. My beautiful bride. And, um, we actually saw, we actually saw whales. This was the one place we actually saw some whales and we had asked the Lord if he would give us that kiss from heaven. And he did. It was very cool. Uh, next slide. This was our last night there. I took a bunch of pictures, but I mean, we, oh, back one. This was really real. Like that was the sunset we saw. We were there. Dang. Thank you. And then we saw this house. Um, go ahead. It's not going yet. Oh. Oops, too far. Go back, please. One more. Okay. We saw this house, and uh, it, was, it was a very quaint. There's all kinds of quaint houses there. And we saw this sign that dreams start here. I just thought that was the coolest thing. And it was later that Suzanne said, you see shopping down there, don't you? <laughs> shopping? I did not spot that. I just saw the dreams. I thought, I can use this slide. But of course, uh, dreams don't start with, um, this isn't even on the right one up here, so I think you're going to have to do it back there. Dreams don't start with shopping, though, if you go shopping, go with the Lord. Serious. We, We guilt ourselves sometimes when we shop. Well, I really shouldn't have this. I really shouldn't. How about you just start enjoying life more? Take them along with you and say, hey, Hey, Papa, let's, let's look together. What would you want me to have? Hey, there's a question. So I already said intimacy is, is not a discipline. Next slide, please. Okay, so now I have some love-isms. I'm, I, have, I, I appreciate your... your um, I mean, I know you've kind of been hanging with me. You all seem like you're tracking with me, which is great. Um, there's a lot of times when... I'd say most of the times when I'm here and I do PowerPoints, I will have one scripture after another, after another, after another, because I love doing that. I love just showing you where these things are all over in scripture. And in just a minute, I'm going to actually open it up to one place. But today was just more of trying to uh, share with you a journey we've been on, things we've learned. I mean, I've thrown out scriptures all the time, actually, as the things I've been saying. I just didn't always tell you where they were coming from. But these love-isms, what I'm saying is, I just told you, we're so, we, are, we are invited into this great romance. That's the Lord's invitation for forever, every day of our lives. And so I just went onto the uh, internet and got some quotes about love. Actually, Henry's one of the ones that, that inspired me to do this. Um, Henry, I saw you earlier, wherever you are. Hi, Henry. Henry, uh, every Valentine's season, goes to the Valentine card aisle. And I understand can spend hours there. 
as he reads them and, re- and gets valentines from the Lord and speaks them back to God. He just uses the valentines cards to do it. Who do you think is the author of all that? You know, the, our, our true love. So this is kind of like that. Um, oh, it is up. Let me see if this works. Yeah, it is working. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. I, I want to underscore this one. I, I really believe that. There's a lot of things we're out in the world trying to do. And in some way, you know, we, and we want to make an impact for Christ. Absolutely. But I want to tell you, this is it. If you could boil it down to one thing, what the Lord's trying to teach you more than any other, it's to learn to love and to be loved in return. Here's another quote. <clears throat> when you love someone, it's something. When someone loves you, it's another thing. But when you are loved by the one you love, it's everything. And let me tell you, you are loved by the one you love. And he is loved by the one he loves. That's everything. That's everything to him. Being deeply loved by someone gives you strength. Loving someone deeply gives you courage. So you're deeply loved by the Lord. That gives you strength to go on, persevere. But as you, the more you learn to love, the more you lean back into Papa, the more you have courage to go do anything. Because you know the one who loves you. There's another one. Love isn't blind. It only sees what really matters. And it's true. In fact, the Lord loves you so much that Jesus took away all of your past. That's why the Lord remembers it no more. No more. What part of no more do we not believe? He remembers your sins no more. How is, why is that? Well, because he chooses to focus on who he has created you to be, who you are made in his image as a great romancer. Like him, see, he only sees the treasures in you. He actually sees you with him in the future. Did you know that? That's why, that's why he's not wondering how you're going to get there. Just a thought. But that's why made in his image, we become treasure seekers as well. Made in his image, we are, we're not bringing up people's faults. That's not what we're trying to be about because it just doesn't help. So instead, we looked for the treasures. Here's a cool one. Love is when you don't want to go to sleep because reality is better than a dream. <laughs> not good? But think about it. The more you know Papa's love, really, really know it to the depth of your being, you don't even need sleep as an escape. Just a thought. Love is like sunshine. It brings a golden glow to its beholder's face and a warm feeling all over their body. It awakens souls and opens eyes. And when it's over, it leaves billions of small memories called stars to remind the world that it still exists. I just like that one. So, you know, God's love for you. It's sunshine. It brings warmth and glowing to you. Awakens your soul, opens your eyes. 
But I will tell you, he wants you to be noticed. He wants his love in you. To be, he wants to so love you extravagantly that you can't help but shine. If you've ever, it, you know, when you see kids that are genuinely loved, you know it. Because they're really happy. I'm not saying they don't cry now and then, but you know what I mean. They're just really happy. And you are loved, loved children. You get to be happy. There's no remedy for love, but to love more. Some people, you know, they're saying, oh, I'm, I'm in love, what do I do? I don't know, I don't know. It's great. I guess I just have to love more. Do you know that's how he, exactly how he feels about you? I know, they're amazing. I'm so in love with them, I can't stand it. I'm just going to have to love them more. It's why a father says to his daughter, I love you. And she says back, I love you more. He says, no, I love you more. I love you more. That's real love. I want you to do something for a minute. I want us to practice for a second together. I'm, I'm into helping you actually, you know, take some steps and do some things that when you leave this place, you're actually going to have some, some tools and something to go help you get closer to Papa, okay? So this is what I want to do. I want to speak on Papa's behalf over you. I want you to get used to this great romance if you're not used to it. Because the first part is you're going to actually hear his heart over you, which is really important. But the second part is, is that you're going to respond back to him, which is equally as important in a romance. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say something. The first thing I'm going to say from Papa to you is, I love you. And I want you to, to say the word and, I love you. Whatever I say, you're going to use the word and and say it back to me. Okay? Um, I, w- I just want you to get used to this rhythm of, I understand I, that we all wish that, gosh, anytime we want, he would talk to me, Brent, as clearly as you are right through this microphone. But can I assure you of something? He is actually talking through me right now to you. <laughs> this is actually real. This actually counts. But he will, he will find other ways of touching your heart as well. When he does, when he begins to touch your heart in any way, if you're reading the Bible, if you're reading a book, if you're doing a puzzle, if you're whatever, and he, he, you begin to be tenderized by his heart, just take notice of it. Don't just move on. He's touching you. Just, just to even, oh, thank you, Papa. Oh, I love you too. Do you know what that does to him? <laughs> it seems so simple. It's, it's not to him. It means, it means everything to him. So we're going to try this. You can close your eyes, open your eyes, doesn't matter to me. But we're, I'm going to say several things to you on behalf of Papa. And you're going to say, and, and you're going to say it right back to me, okay? So Papa says to you, I love you. <laughs> I love you more. <laughs> I want you. I 
It is okay to cheat in this game. Absolutely. I need you. (laughs) Papa says to you, I like you. You do something to my heart. Are you getting this? You are good for me. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are my heart's desire. You are my dream fulfilled. You are everything I ever wanted. I will be with you forever. (laughs) You are my true love. You are mine. Do you know how filling that was for Papa? It's not that his love reservoir runs low, you know. He's the author of love. Everything that comes from him comes back. But nonetheless, it grips him. It does something to him when you express your feelings. Your love for him. It does something to him. And it does something to you. I think it was just this morning, if not it was last night, I got on the keyboard and I just I just sang a song I hadn't sang in a long time to him. I sang You are so beautiful to me yes you are Lord you are so beautiful to me can't you see you're everything I hope for you're everything I need You are so beautiful to me. And I'll go from one love song to another and I know it makes him happy and and, uh, usually it's just a matter of 
time, sometimes usually seconds, before I start getting really happy. Because we were made for this. And I'm not saying you have to do it just like this. You, you could be you. I give you permission to be you. If you're saying, Brent, that stretched me a little too far. That's okay. But how do you express love? And if you say, well, I'm just not really good at it. You know what? Start practicing. God, God loves to be practiced on. He's like, it's okay if you get it a little wrong. Go ahead and try. Just tell me how much you love me in your way then. But it's super important. It's what we were made for. Truly what we were made for. Oh. Um, all right. I, I'm just going to read quickly through this and then we'll wrap it up. I realize we're about at that time. So I just want, you're, you're like, well, Brent, where do you find this? I mean, that's all great and all, but are you, aren't you just like kind of making a lot of this up? And, you know, gratefully I am not. <laughs> I just got to tell you this because I've been living this for 12, 15 years, kind of this excessiveness of love. And you know what? It doesn't go away. It just doesn't go away. So if I were just like trying to convince myself of some really happy thoughts to make myself feel better, that's not going to work for a decade and a half. might work for a week, you know. You know know what I'm saying? We were made for this. This is the real deal. Yeah. Jesus said you're going to know the truth. It's going to set you free. Truth is your daddy loves you, so you might as well just get over it and accept it and start running with it. And enjoy it. Hosea 2, chapter, uh, verse 14 says, God says, I'm going to allure her. I'm going to lead her into the desert. Uh-oh. Don't like going into the desert. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to speak to her heart. I'm going to give her back her vineyards. So he's going to start speaking to your heart again in that, in that quiet place. He's going to give you back fruitfulness. He's going to make the valley of misfortune a gateway of hope. And there she's going to respond as when she was young, as on the day when she came up from Egypt. He's talking about when, when uh, Jerusalem or Israel was free from slavery, when we were set free by Jesus. He says, you're going to remember that. When that day comes, and we're living in that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband. No more are you going to call me Master. He wants lovers. Servants will do what are asked of them. Lovers will go way beyond that. And lovers will do it with an entirely different motive. He wants lovers. Verse 19. I'm going to betroth you in righteousness and justice and faithful love and tenderness. I'm going to betroth you to myself in loyalty and in the knowledge of Yahweh. That knowledge it means intimate encounters. Not head knowledge, but intimate encounters. You were made to experience love. You are lovable. You are worth loving. You are valuable beyond measure. You have so much worth that Papa stopped at nothing to have you as his own forever. That's the way it is. Now you get to take that and run with it. You get to... Lean back into him as often as you want. 
Lean forward to the world. Tell them how amazing he is with the good news. I'm going to skip past that one. And we're going to show you this is Leif Hetland. Since the beginning of time, God has been chasing after the heart and affections of Two or three minutes and then we'll be done. In a desperate pursuit for his children, he humbled himself and put on flesh to live, die, and rise from the dead to bring them to himself once again. How do you see God? How does God see you? on the earth. Most of us have an incorrect view of God, and because of that, most of us have an incorrect view of the world around us. How do you view the world around you? If instead of viewing people as a problem, you could view them as a promise. for the church to get an upgrade in their view of God. It's time for the world to know the heart of God after his children. It's time for the sons and daughters of the kingdom to carry this message of love to the ends of the earth. In a world of lost and orphaned children, 
The Father is calling them back into his family through this message of love. for the father's children to see themselves the way the father sees them. I just talked to Leif this morning, actually, and um, he said that one of the things he told us is that what you are doing intuitively, you will start doing intentionally. In other words, when he was here at this church, he said, wow, th- this is a prototype of, of where God is taking things, to be sure. And he said a lot of things that you've just done right, but not necessarily knowing all the reasons why, you're going to start knowing more of the reasons why and doing them more and more um, intentionally. And... Um, so this book is, uh, we, again, we have like maybe 25 more copies. So I just encourage you, if you, you know, if you're thinking, gosh, I want, I want to, to know this romance more. I want to love people like that. I want to receive it. I don't know how. Be a great resource right there. Um, so we already kind of, we already had amazing ministry time together because we all agreed together with Papa's heart back and forth. That's the best kind of ministry you can get. I, I guarantee it. Um, I do want to, though, uh, ask if some of the prayer teams would come forward. If um, part of Papa's love and his, go ahead and start coming forward if you're part of that. But his love, his covenant, his commitment to you as ones he loves is that he wants to touch you. He wants to heal you. He loves to. He loves to do those things. So um, come on up, the prayer teams. Yeah, come on up. So if you um, are tonight wanting. Uh, prayer for anything, you know, for the Lord to touch something. If you're wanting kind of a different way of looking at a situation, you're saying, I would like to look at it with lenses of love, not fear. Maybe you just need some prayer for someone to help you see things a little bit differently. So I want to invite you to, um, to come and get prayer. I'm just going to speak one last blessing over you. And it is a blessing of Papa's love. I, I prayed that earlier, but that commanded blessing from heaven, I speak that over you. His love, his acceptance, his favor, his outrageous favor is upon you. And I, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give eyes and sunglasses for us to see what you see, to see ourselves the way you see us, to see others the way you see them even to help us see you the way you truly are. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessings, blessings, blessings. So come forward if you'd like prayer. No question, but my heart is longing.